Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 264 of the Bible 2021 podcast. Today we are reading 2 Timothy chapter 4 together and our focus is on the love that makes people fall away from Jesus and how to stand firm when others are falling away. So a timely message today from the Word of God. And each day we go through the Word of God chapter by chapter. Our goal is to encourage you to hear the Word of God, to listen to the Word of God, to understand the Word of God, and to follow the Word of God. So please do consider sharing the show with your friends and telling them about it, posting about it on social media, telling the world. Our website is Bible2021.com. Bible2021.com, and that's the best place to find a way to subscribe to the show, which is also available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Sad story today. Are you familiar with Demas? Well, probably not a household name among Christians, but he was one of Paul's faithful companions for a time. He gets a pretty robust three mentions in scripture, which is three more than the rest of us. And uh, I think that's the same number as uh, the number of mentions of the much more well-known Joseph of Arimathea. Well, we don't know much about Demas, but we do know he was a named member of Paul's apostle team. For instance, Colossians 4.14, Paul concludes by saying, Luke, the dearly loved physician, and Demas send you greetings. And the letter of Philemon, verses 23 and 24 says, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my co-workers. So Demas was a co-worker with Paul. He's mentioned twice in context with Luke, who Luke wrote more of the New Testament than anybody else, even Paul. Surely nothing bad would happen to a co-worker of Paul, the mighty Paul the Apostle, right? Such a person would never fall away, except, like Judas, he did. Demas basically abandons Paul, possibly abandoning the faith as well. It sounds like he did. What caused him to turn away? Some sort of major sin scandal? Maybe a terrible event in his life that he couldn't explain? I... How about a severe attack of the devil or a particularly persuasive false teacher? Well, actually, it was none of these things. The trigger for Demas falling away was something much more banal and common, at least on the surface, but quite possibly the most tempting and dangerous trigger for those who would follow follow God. We read about it in verses 9 and 10. Paul says, Make every effort to come to be soon, Because Demas has deserted me since he loved this present world and has gone to Thessalonica. Well, it seems so innocuous, so innocent, but Demas fell away because he loved the things of the world. And this is something that Jesus warns us about in Mark 4 when he explains how various people respond to the good news of Jesus. Let's read verses 14 through 20. Jesus says, the sower sows the word. Some are like the word sown on the path. When they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word sown in them. Others are like seeds sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy, but they have no root. They are short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately fall away. Others are like seeds sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but 
the worries of this age, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things enter it and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And those like seed sown on good ground hear the word, welcome it, and produce fruit 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. So that fourth category of people really explodes with the fruitfulness of the word, but the others don't. The first are immediately distracted, somehow turned away from God by a satanic work of disruption and thievery. He takes the word sown in them, says Jesus. Well, the second group of people who hears God's word actually receive it with joy. They're like pumped and excited. They respond well, but at the first sign of any kind of distress or persecution, they're out. They have no interest in following God and immediately fall away. Why? Well, Jesus doesn't tell us, but it seems to be because they are in it for the benefits and the blessing. They're not particularly interested in following Jesus or the things of God. They just want the good stuff, the benefits, the sugar. This is why the used car salesman approach of so many Christian leaders and preachers over the last 200 years has produced such little fruit. If you try to reach people with a good news that only focuses on the blessings of heaven and the joy of the Lord, a method that Jesus himself nor any of the apostles used— then the the converts to your ministry will fall away at the first sign of trouble because they didn't sign up for trouble. They don't even know it's a thing. Well, the third category is the one that Demas fits in. These are people who hear the word, but the work of the word in their lives is choked out, says Jesus, by the worries of the world, the deceitful nature of wealth, because it can be the root of all kinds of evil, and the desires for other things. Well, that part seems to be what got Demas. He heard the word, he received it, he believed it to whatever degree, but his love for the things of the world and the ways of the world drew him away. Now, is this a shocking thing? Not at all. If you read the Bible, it's not to be unexpected. The Bible, in fact, is filled with warnings that many people, particularly in the last days, will choose this broad road away from salvation. But few people, Jesus tells us, will choose the narrow road, the way of salvation, the Jesus way. So what can we do in an environment where Demases abound, where many people are turning away from Jesus because they love the world or have desires for other things or are afraid of persecution or they're just simply more concerned about the things of this age than the kingdom of God? What can we do? What's our response as faithful Christians when all around us we see the reality of 2 Timothy 4.3 where Paul says the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine but according to their own desires will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. Well, Paul gives Timothy and us an answer to our response in an environment where there's tons of Demases falling away. He says, I solemnly charge you before God in Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and because of his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and teaching. That's 2 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. So we meet the demands of this age by proclaiming the word of God evermore and encouraging, correcting, and rebuking. How? Like pounding the Bible in anger and condemnation? No. Paul says we do those things with great patience and the continual teaching and explanation of the Word of God. Look, we can't stem the tide of worldliness in and of ourselves. 
God's Word, though, is living and active and useful for all of the challenges of this age and any age, even in a time where many fall away, even in a time where the love of the world seems to be abounding. There is great hope, says Paul to Timothy, for those who remain faithful. He says it in verse 17 and 18, talking about the difficulties Paul himself is going through. He says, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that I might fully preach the word and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every work every evil work, and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And friends, if you are faithfully proclaiming the word of God, then you know this, that the Lord will stand with you and strengthen you. He will deliver you from every evil work and bring you safely into his kingdom. Those who are in Christ will not perish. To him be the glory forever and ever. Let us read our passage. This is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus, who is going to judge the living and the dead, and because of his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience in teaching, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to myths. But as for you, exercise self-control in everything. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time for my departure is close. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. There is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. Make every effort to come to me soon, because Demas has deserted me since he loved this present world, and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you, for he is useful to me in the ministry. I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak I left in Troas with Carpus, as well as the scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his works. Watch out for him yourself, because he strongly opposed our words. At my first defense, no one stood by me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that I might preach the word, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil work, and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus has remained at Corinth. I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. Make every effort to come before winter. Eubulus greets you as do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. Amen. Well, let's close with our Bible memory passage for the month of September. We read it every day so that it will be buried in our hearts and minds. It is 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen. Good day, friends. May God bless you and Godspeed.